Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know it was last week, right? It was. And I was going to say you went on vacation, but it's it's only been a week. I know. Since we've seen each other. I feel I like know. we usually get like an in-between touch point at least. I know. Or maybe I just felt the distance while you were on vacation. I did. Like Florida, Florida took me away from you. It took you away. <laughs> I did think um, both Saturday and Sunday morning, I was like, oh, I wish Sarah was here. Because I, I, I thought you were getting back Sunday mm-hmm. at some point. But I was like, oh, I wish Sarah was here. We could go on a walk or go get breakfast with our babies. <laughs> and I was like, but she's gone. Gone. Down gone. to Florida. But okay. it was beautiful. The beach was so serene, so <sighs> peaceful, perfect for reading. Jealous. It was lovely. It was without your kid. I know. I actually got to sit and read and <laughs> have my fully focused attention on a book. It's so exciting. It was fantastic. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Thank what you. What have you been reading? Anything fun? Yeah. So I I had posted um, like a photo of this like amazing looking rom-com thing but then mm-hmm. i couldn't download it because i didn't have that wi-fi did not look like a rom-com it looked like a very intense romance novel intense romance I feel it like said it, my dark romeo anything that's called <laughs> like i never know what to call books when they're like more just like the romance like i, I don't they're know just ro- romance i guess that's it i guess i just call everything a rom-com when it's not yeah like fantasy yeah. i just put it in the rom-com category even though you're right it did not look like a comedy <laughs> no that looked like a dark romance dark romance that's the appropriate genre um yeah i got down to the beach and like opened it up and there was no wi-fi so i couldn't download it because stupid me did not download it before i left so. i hate how kindle makes you do like the extra step to download it right though. like i get it because it's like they don't want to download everything but i'm like if i just downloaded this book you should just automatically it should be on there put it on my kindle yeah so Thanks. I had downloaded a book previously, and what that's what I wound up reading. It's called um, The Vortex Chronicles. Okay. So I think there's like five of them, but I read the first one. Um, it was good. It, it's it's a fantasy series. It's definitely, the first book was all like story world building, mm. um, but they're shorter books. I think it was like 250 pages, 300 pages. So it's mm-hmm. like, if they're all that short, I feel like it's not going to be a super long read for all five of these right. books. Um but it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So totally different world, I feel like, than I'm used to seeing. It's cool. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm reading right now. I think that's all I'm reading. I feel like I feel like I'm talking about so many books 
in like other parts of my life that I'm like, I don't even know what I'm actually reading. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're like thinking about what am I going to read next? What is this person? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. What about you? You gotta get a list. I know I need, I need to keep a list. That's what Goodreads is supposed to help me with, but But I feel like we only use Goodreads to like retroactively say what was read Mm -hmm. not what we are reading or curating that list. We're not good with that. No, we're not. Um, you triggered a memory for me real quick. I was Googling stuff related around Crescent City. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across a review that was like an online blogger when the first book came out. Yeah. And she said something that there was like, there was not enough world building in Crescent City one. And I was what? like, what book did you read? That's all it is. I feel like the whole first five chapters <laughs> minus like the death of the Danica. Half of the book. It's all world building. What? Anywho, that just goes to show you can't trust every review. No. <laughs> so just triggered that memory there. Um, I just finished reading Happy Place by oh, Emily Henry. I want to read it so badly. <gasps> Girl, it was so good. Like book lovers good? Yes. I, I'm going to say yes, but it's different. Okay. And I love that she has set. Someone's probably going to tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like each of the characters does still have a good uniqueness to them, like mm-hmm. the fe- the main female characters. Um, and like the core issue is different. Okay. And it was just so interesting. Like, Book Lovers was really around that like tension between them mm-hmm. and her like big sister energy, yeah. right? And like her overcoming that. Yeah. This one was interesting because the main female character, I don't think I'm going to spoil anything drastically. But she's more like she she tends to go along with things because she doesn't want to cause problems. Mm, like okay. she had parents that like didn't like were together, mm-hmm. but like just like not happy, not happy, don't love each other. Mm-hmm. And like they were always fighting with her sister. And so for her, fights are bad things. Mm-hmm. Conflict is bad. And so she had a she did a lot of like, oh, you're upset. I'm just going to like. And, and like if you're upset and you're doing this thing, mm-hmm. it's okay because I don't want to make you more mad. So she's like a nine, basically. An yes. Enneagram nine. She was an Enneagram nine. Yes. But then also on the flip side, she was like, I'm trying to be a doctor because mm. this was her parents like sacrificed mm-hmm. their careers and this was what they want. And she's fulfilling this dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, is it her dream or is she doing it for her? Oh, okay. her parents. So like, okay. but then that factors into the relationship problem. And it just, so I like, I liked the, mm-hmm. the twist on it yeah. because book lovers was very, had a very career focused woman. And yeah. I was happy at the end mm-hmm. that she stayed yeah. in her career. This one, I was also happy with the ending okay but it was just it was different Mm -hmm. so i just it was a good um it was a good follow-up to book lovers because it felt it felt different enough good and it had a cast of characters more this time okay like i know she always has like some side characters but it's like this crew of like six people who are really good friends Mm -hmm. from like college and they vacation every summer together at this uh one house i think it was like Maine or something I could be picking the totally a totally wrong <laughs> place but it's like on the coast mm-hmm. and it's this thing but like the the whole plot of this and this is literally on the back is there she was engaged to one of the guys in that group mm. and they split up and didn't tell anybody oh cringe and so they all go to this vacation mm-hmm. together 
And at first she didn't think he was going to be there, but then he was there and they're, they're keeping it a secret because they don't want to ruin the group, the group friendship or this trip because there's some extra special pieces to this trip. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's like, I'm sure it all blows up chaos around that people are keeping secret. Like, so, so the other four friends in the group were fun and unique in their own Mm -hmm. sense. Um, and it's that like question of like, well, why did they really break up? Mm -hmm. And like, if they loved each other once, yeah, they could they love do each again? other again? Oh, I'm so excited. Should they love this. each other again? Interesting. It, it there was a lot of themes in there that like touched me mm-hmm. very deeply. And so it it's a good one. Did you five star this? This one's a five star for Yay. me. Yay. Okay, good. Easily a five star. But it was but like you said, it was funny comparing it or thinking to other Emily Henry books. Because mm-hmm. it was different. Yeah. That's but good though. But when at an the same time, can like do so differently in each book. But like, there's still a theme throughout yeah. her writing. It was consistent. Like this was an Emily Henry book. Yeah, but I felt like it was unique. That's awesome. People might disagree with me, but <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed it. Did you know all of her books have gotten picked up for? movie or show oh thank god i know i'm like <laughs> when are they coming out but i saw like she was she made this post and i was like oh, all of them book lovers all of them. All of them. i'm so excited oh my god i'm so excited for that i think my least favorite of hers is the people we meet on vacation i agree um but even still like i'd be excited to watch yeah that play out in yeah. a movie or a show or something um in my other book club we were talking about emily henry and one other person said that they hate beach read because they what? like hate the main girl in that they think she's so annoying and i'm like you? i mean she's not my favorite of all the female leads but right. i really i enjoyed the concept beach read. the beach read was really good right i think it's funny because it's like a lot of people and i'm not trying to speak for this friend but i do think this is a trend it's like if you can't relate to the Mm -hmm. main character you have a hard time liking the main character oh i mean i definitely think that's true i mean i just think about us and nesta so exactly like (laughs) we we do not relate it is an active choice right for us Mm -hmm. to try to empathize with her yes and it's because we don't relate to her Mm -hmm. ultimately um so part of me i'm like "Hmm, i wonder if that's what's happening here that you're just not just not jiving jiving and you went to a very intense emotion Mm -hmm. instead of a empathetic one yeah that's fine <laughs> to each their own um oh my god wait speaking of feels real quick mm-hmm. ed sheeran mm-hmm. do you ever listen to ed sheeran i mean when he's on the radio he has a new album that came out i feel like i heard this it didn't didn't mark on my calendar it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's been a minute but it's it's really good and i'm i'm finally starting to like listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics of it because I've, I've had some of it like in the background mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know if you know his story. Do you know his story? Yeah, he was like homeless, living in the oh, like on the streets. You're t- you're talking about no, I'm talking about even like past three years. Oh story. no, no, I don't pay attention. He, so he married. Um, he was like, married. So he got married to a girl he went to like high school or whatever oh. they call high school with. Okay, her name is Cherry. Mm-hmm. Che- that's her real name. That's her real name. Don't okay. judge. They're no, Irish. No judgment. No judgment. Um, just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> they have a kid. Okay. She's pregnant with their second child. Okay. She found out she had cancer and it was like really bad cancer and they couldn't do any treatments while she was pregnant and she had like six months to go. Oh my gosh. Ultimately child was born. She seems to be okay now. I mean, I haven't finished. Oh my gosh. I thought you were about to like crush my soul with this. No. Well, as far as I know, as of right now, we're in an okay state. Okay. Okay. I, I, I do obviously don't have her medical records. I don't know how her cancer is doing, (laughs) but I do know the child was born. Yes. 
And I, I think they're in a decent spot with okay. cancer treatments. But all in all, that is the hardest shit a person can go through. Oh, yeah, 100%. And this album is just like... Oh, it's all the feels for that? Well, it's not just all the feels for that. It's just I think he's had so many things happen, right? There's, um, there's getting married. Mm-hmm. There's becoming a parent, mm-hmm. which I'm just like... There's a song on there called No Strings. And every time I hear it, I start sobbing Aww. because it is it is so perfect for a couple that is in the thick mm-hmm. of early parenthood. Yeah. And I was like this that like no one talks about. Yeah. And I was like this hits. Yeah. Like it, I feel this so deeply. But then there's other songs about like the cancer and his children being born and how there's like a whole song about how she's like the toughest woman he know. And it's just like, it's beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's so deep. It's so beautiful. A lot of it is like acoustic. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just hits. Oh, and then, Oh, I forgot to say, and through all of this, his best friend died too. That was another thing that happened. He found out his wife had cancer while she's like three months pregnant. And the next day his best friend died. Oh my gosh. At like 30 something years old. That's, insane so he's awful he's had a minute but so there's there's some songs about like grief in there and it's just it's so beautiful yeah i feel like that's worth a listen it's if you want to just like feel something yeah (laughs) you want to feel something yeah um i obviously haven't lost anyone recently or i'm dealing with cancer so like some of those songs don't like I again from that like empathetic standpoint, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. This is so sweet. But it doesn't necessarily hit home in the same way. But as there if are somebody... there are a few songs that are just like very clearly about like early parenthood, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> destroy me. Oh man, it's like it's so sweet. Part of this lyrics, it's like, this is no strings. You're the, you are who I love, and that won't change when we're falling apart. This is no strings. You're who I love. It's just growing pains, and Aww. it's just like. The way he's, it's just so beautiful. It's honest. And it's honest. And at one point it says like, if we make it through this year, we should celebrate. (laughs) That's really sweet. It just, it hurt me so deeply. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just was like, I like, I just put it on in the car the other day. I don't remember. I was driving somewhere by myself and I was like, oh, I can actually listen to this, listen to music and enjoy it. And, Mm -hmm. but then that came on and I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Anyway, all the feels. So would recommend there's another one called spark again, just about taking your relationship, burning it down, (laughs) but still finding a spark. And like, like it just to like, it just, it is someone who just had a child. Yes. <laughs> that is what that is about. Anywho, I just ranted about Ed Sheeran for 20 years. It's fine. It's really good. Would recommend the album if you <laughs> need to feel anything. Um, but yeah, so happy place. That's all I've read. Yeah. <laughs> I still, my book is still on um, airplane mode. Mm. Or my book, my Kindle is still on airplane mode. I'm like halfway through it though, at least. It's a it's a big book. Yeah. She's a thick girl. We're busy. We're busy. Mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Um, okay. So announcement. Announcements. Um, just a reminder. Book club. Book club. For all of our fam members of Patreon. Mm-hmm. So here's a plug. If you want to join book club, be a fam member. Yes. Um, we are doing book club on June 25th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard 
Eastern Standard Time, and we are doing <laughs> Ashes and the Star Curse King. Um, so this is a book that our fan patrons voted on mm-hmm. and chose, and we're going to read it and we're going to talk about it with them. Yep. And just in case you're curious, like this book club is like actually interactive. Like mm-hmm. you get to talk. We talk. Everybody talks. We <laughs> discuss the book at hand. So it's a lot of fun. We had so much fun with this last quarter. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to this one. This one. Yep. Okay. And once again, let's shout out our new fam members of our Patreon. We have three more we're going to do this week. We have Alexandria C. Love your name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slight bias. Slight bias there. Um, Katie D. And Kesia. If we're pronouncing that wrong, I am so sorry. But yes. your name is cooler than I am. It is. And we're just, we're just really bad at pronunciation. If you send us a DM with the correct pronunciation of your name. I will re-say it. Yes. <laughs> you deserve that. Um, but y'all, thank you so much. It means the world to us that you support us in those ways and our Patreon. It does. Um, and just in case anybody didn't see the announcement that we had done via Instagram, um, one of the new perks that we added to all levels of Patreon is you get to be close friends with us on Instagram. So you get to, you know, partake in our extra special stories and some behind the scenes ridiculousness. Like yes. seeing Alex and I match t-shirts all the time. <laughs> it's totally fine. We have the same wardrobe. No big deal. No big deal. Um, but I, I think ridiculousness is the correct word. If you just want to see us being goofy. Yep. That's where to find us. Yes. Um, all right. Um, this week, um, we're doing chapters 12 and 13 mm-hmm. on the pod today. And we are calling this episode dropping bombs. Yes. There's a lot of truth bombs. A lot of truth bombs. That are just like, what, what, what? Mm-hmm. So only two chapters and yet... So full. So many pages. So many pages. <laughs> I know. I was like, two chapters. This is the shortest like amount of chapters we've ever done in like any book. And yet it's just as long. And yet. <laughs> um, all right. Are you good to dive in? I'm good. Okay. So summary for chapter 12. Uh, Therian drops some truth bombs on Bryce Hunt, Rune, and Ethan. Rune, Declan, and Flynn share the story of their ordeal. What'd you notice? There's like so much going on in this chapter. This should have been split into like three chapters. <sighs> Always SJM. SJM. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't surprise me that Bryce is trying to help. But like also yeah. I'm like, how can you risk doing anything? Like you're putting your family's lives in danger. Like literally yeah. this theory just called you yeah. a few months ago. and was like, don't do anything. And yeah. you're like, let's do it. Really yeah. Bryce, rein it in. Okay. But. But. Let's let's go back mm-hmm. to like the last hundred pages of CC one. Yes, when we talked mm-hmm. and we were like, "Would you mm-hmm. rather be in the city? Yep, or be at the um, what should we call the it? summit Con- summit conference thing? Yes, you were like, I don't care. I want to be out there. I want to be helping people. I yep. want to be saving people. Mm-hmm. That's that same Bryce. It is like her brain. Mm-hmm. It's not consequences no yeah it's just she sees people who are hurt Mm -hmm. and she's like or scared or Mm -hmm. vulnerable and she's like i've got to save them yeah it's a double-edged sword Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i am not remotely surprised yeah that she's like this it's if my family is sacrificed if i'm sacrificed if there's consequences Mm -hmm. i'll deal with them yeah but i can't ignore this I just find it crazy when it's like 
she knows that there's these like prison camps in Kavala yeah. going on all the time. Yeah. What's she doing about that? Like nothing. Like she yeah. knows there's all these terrible things happening and she that doesn't like even yeah. blip on her radar, but it's like, oh, there's one poor kid that's being you know, saw it I after. I mean, but the kid is there. I think maybe that's right. the difference. There's yeah. that, like, maybe she's a sensor, like mm-hmm. me, where it's like what's right in front of her is what her focus is on. Right. So it's like day to day, she's able to lay low and mm-hmm. not think about those things. Yeah. But when there's a child right there that she's hearing about who's like, oh, he's here? Right. I can do something. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. Yeah. Like, maybe that's the... Maybe. But I'm also like, you could just let Therian, Therion, however you say his name, um, like try to do stuff and he needs help like he can ask you but like you mm-hmm. don't have to be the one like leading the charge yeah when you're you know it's not just you anymore it's yeah. like it's your family it's yeah. hunt it's everyone you know yeah like you're risking them you're not just yeah. risking yourself so it's different I, I agree that's yeah. how my brain works Sarah mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying we talked about this yeah <laughs> when the people I love are in danger yeah I mm-hmm. I right you're gonna risk it all for a stranger uh, but That's I think, a hard call. I know. But I think I think it had Danica not been brought up, it never would have That's gotten to true. this level. Like literally it's just the fact that Danica is somehow connected. That's the only reason she's like plowing. I don't think it's the only reason, but I think it's the main reason she's plowing like hundred miles an hour forward yeah. with this and not yeah. just like letting Therian do his job. Yeah. So but anyways, I jumped the gun on that. <laughs> so we start. Hun and Bryce are sitting together eating ice cream. It's sweet. I know. But it's like they're both definitely watching each other like eat ice cream. I was like, <laughs> I know like in a book it sounds like sexually in real life it is not appealing to like watch somebody like like dripping ice cream. Like I'm picturing it's myself not. eating that. I was like, that is like the least sexual activity I could do. <laughs> like it's just messy. It is not yeah. a pleasant sight. But, yeah. But it sounds so good in a book. It It does. Yeah. This is true. Um, okay, so they're t- they're um they're just chatting. She mentions that her bike is broken, mm-hmm. her little motorbike, and Hunt mentions that he can fix it. She's like, oh, like I didn't know you could do that. We learn a little bit more about what he had to do with Sandriel. So, um, so she they had the humans have these machines called mech suits, and he would like get them mm-hmm. and manipulate them to not properly mm-hmm. work. And then kind of like release it back into the wild for right. the humans to get and essentially sabotage them when they think they're strong and can fight veneer because mm-hmm. this kind of levels them up. It's these tech suits that can protect them, give them extra strength and mm-hmm. power. And then it like malfunctions on them and then they die a horrible death. So there's like this intense, yeah, like, of course, Sandriel, of course, thought of this. But Hunt apparently had to do this. And so he's a little like, yeah. I know how to fix bikes. Yeah. I can do that. Did you ever see Avatar? The Forever like three people ago. Yeah. Um, the bad guys or like the humans, whatever they wear these, like basically what I think of as mech suits. Mm. It's like these robotic exoskeletons and make them like 15, feet, 15 feet tall. Interesting. When I was like reading this, I was like, Oh, that's what that's I'm thinking that of. That's that vibe. That make I, I'm picturing that too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, but you ha- asked that question forever ago mm-hmm. of how are these humans keeping up? Yeah. This is how. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like they have tons of them, though. Like the way it read, it was just like it was their most powerful weapon. So to me, I'm just like, they don't have like fleets of them. But I get it. It does yeah. help out. Um, let's see. So Hunt is worried the Asteri sent 
you know, they start talking about like Pollux and the fight and all that stuff. And he's worried that the Asteri sent Pollux and Baxian like there to rile him up. Like maybe they've changed their minds, want to publicly yeah. arrest him. And Bryce is like, that just doesn't make sense. It's like if they wanted to, they would. Like they yeah. wouldn't have done it like that way. Right. Um, but I think he's just like having a really hard time believing mm-hmm. that it's like, no, like they could just be there. Like nobody's out to get him. Like Celestina is a good person. Like all these yeah. things that appear as they are like that's how they actually are i know it's just like sad it is it's really sad and hunt or not hunt sorry bryce says i think we might need to start believing in our good luck Mm -hmm. and i was like oh that's sweet yeah and it's like i want to believe bryce but i feel like i'm very much on hunt's page with this i appreciate her hopefulness i know but i just i mean he he says like i've got more than 200 years of history telling me telling myself to be worried i can't just deprogram myself which I'm is like, fair i get it like that's i feel like i'm thinking like hunt in this situation right um okay so while they're there a reaper mm-hmm. comes by so we get to have a glance of a reaper what do you think about them i i don't know if I had an idea in my head of what they look like Mm -hmm. or what they were going to be. But when they started describing it, I was like, I guess, I guess that's kind of what I was thinking. And I almost didn't think that anybody interacted. Like when they were saying that a reaper walked by, I was kind of surprised. Like I didn't realize the reapers came into the city to get people. I more or less thought, you know, people die and they get sent on the the boats to like across the East Coast to the bone quarter. I was like, why is a reaper here? Yeah. So I think that was more like what surprised me versus like the physical description. It was more, why is it there? Like yeah. why, why don't people just get sailed across like everybody else? Right. So well, and I thought it was interesting that it, when he, they're describing like what the reapers are, mm-hmm. it says humans and veneer who had once been alive, who had faced death and offered their souls to the under King as his private guard and servants. Instead, the cost to live forever, unaging and unkillable, but never again to be able to sleep, eat, Fuck. Veneer did not mess with them. Isn't Hypaxia's dad a reaper? He's a necromancer. A necromancer. Okay. Yeah. I had a moment where You're I was like, like, well, then how <laughs> did Hypaxia come to be? Okay. I just needed to go back and yes. check that and You're not good. just write a dumb question down. You're totally fine. <laughs> um, but it, like, it's interesting because it's like he said nobody could fight against them. And I'm just like... Like, I guess they technically are unkillable since, like, they're this weird in-between between between alive and dead. That's wild. I don't know. Creepy. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting. Like, Bryce is talking about how she misses Lahaba, which, like, sob always. But I'm like, do they go to the Bone Quarter? Like, because she asked. She's like, do you think Lily's over there? And I'm like, that's a good... Like, do lowers get to go to the Bone Quarter? Like, what is it? What happens to everybody else when they die? Also, like, what is the Bone Quarter like? Is it, like, little ghosts walking around? I don't know. Like, do you get to interact with ghosts? I don't know. Like I mean, we like saw up there? like we saw the pack like standing over right. on the bone quarter. But, but was that, that like a moment where they like a shimmer appear, but then they like go like yeah? Is it like layers of worlds? You know what I mean? Like I just I don't know. I'm very curious about the bone quarter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, we don't dwell on the reaper long because Therian arrives. Yeah. And he's like he's on a wave runner and he's like frantically like waving them down. You're yeah. like, okay, what's going on, bro? Yeah. Um and you know Hunt asks what he's been up to all summer but he totally ignores Hunt and he goes straight to Bryce and he's like we need to talk like, okay okay mm-hmm. um so Therian comes back to the apartment with them um and Ethan's there I forgot about him honestly yeah you're like oh wait hi 
Yeah. Um, but he seems to know kind of who Therian is. And then Bryce texts Rune to get over to her apartment like immediately. Yeah. And it's like, she's like, I wanted him there. And I'm like, oh, oh yes. Yes. So sweet. Anything like positive about Rune. I'm always just like so hyped to read. I'm like, <laughs> yes, you're having the appropriate feelings, Bryce. Yeah, correct. Um, So she's like asking. Um, Well, Therian starts asking her questions mm-hmm. and she's like, why right what is happening and he's just he's making up excuses he's lying to her and she's mm-hmm. like i see through you yeah. well, tell his, me the truth his first question was did danica ever speak about anybody named sophie and it's like he didn't even there was no preamble no questions yeah. up to, it was just that was it and so it's like obviously something's going on right uh, so he finally starts telling them the truth and you know shares that like he's trying to find a human woman sophie who's actually a thunderbird mm-hmm. and they're like what like thunderbirds like i thought they were extinct Mm -hmm. and you know we like get this like line of what they've been taught they were too dangerous and volatile to be allowed to live they were a grave threat to the empire and that already i'm like suspicious Mm -hmm. i'm like hmm the thunderbirds scare the asteri right why what can they do like can they really um and you know he explains that they found everything he found up at the bottom of the ocean and tells them that basically Danica told Sophie of a safe place to stay and mm-hmm. like recounting like the emails that he found and even saying like, that's not possible. He says like searching for rebels and not turning them in is a one way ticket to crucifixion. Yeah. Like there's no way Danica would have done that. Yeah. She was not a rebel, would not sympathize. Like, no, just right. hard and fast. No. Right. But like, she was a little sympathetic to Philip Briggs and his people. Right. And that's what Bryce is remembering. It's so, like maybe there was more to like what Philip Briggs was saying than maybe. what like Bryce initially thought. I don't know. I don't know. But Therian asks about like, you know, does she under does she know anything about like Dusk's Truth or Project Thur, which were like additional things that were in those emails. And she just, she has no idea. Mm-hmm. And this line made me sad. She said, um, after the spring, she realized she hadn't known as much about Danica as she'd believed. But to add even more to that list, she tried not to let it sting. I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. poor Bryce. I know. Um, But Bryce, like, I feel like the only thing she's really, like, concerned now about is Emil. She just, like, instantly, it's like, we need to get him. We need to help him. Yep. Just, he's, like, her number one priority. Yes. And it's like, I mean, you feel bad because the kid doesn't even know he has power, probably being like 13 years old. Or does he? Did he? Was he the one who did the Thunderbird Maybe. that took out those like submarine things? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But based on Bryce's perspective, she's like, yeah. this poor kid probably doesn't even know like how to use his powers. What like who's yeah. after him? Like, so she's very sympathetic. Yeah. Um, and Therian's just telling her like to drop this, stay out of it. But, you know, she's saying that she can't. Um, and this is when, you know, Hunt's reminding her, like, the Asteri told us to lay low. Like, right. we need to lay low. Lay low. Right. Which is such a flip for him. Right. Um, and so Theron's getting ready to leave. And as he does, Rune arrives. Um, yeah, they're like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Right. And it's instantly like Theron was like, don't tell anybody. And literally Bryce is just like, hey, Rune, guess what? Like, yep. breaks it all down. And like Theron's just standing there like, really, really? Yeah. You're like, okay, well, there. Well, and I love how Rune's like, well, was Danica a rebel? Like, <laughs> was she? I don't know. Um, But Rune is very much like, I think he's being realistic about this because he's like, um, 
well, Bryce says that, you know, she was more interested in what junk food we had in our apartment. And he goes, that's not all she was interested in. She stole the horn, hid it from you, hid it on you, and all that shit with Briggs and the synth. And, like, Rune has a point? Like, thank you for being realistic here, Rune. Like, As he, Right? It's that same thing where she tried to sell herself. Right. All the things. We're a little bit grunt. I forget that he's, like, several hundred years old. Right. So it's like. He feels, like, a lot smarter than her sometimes. <laughs> sometimes and it's like bryce like i guess she only wants to see the best in danica but it's like be realistic like you just spent this entire last year trying to dig through all this crap yeah because of danica hiding it from you like clearly she Maybe hides stuff for you yeah like why would you assume that she only kept one secret right to me i was just like that's ridiculous bryce i mean i guess she doesn't want to think that right but i was also like i feel like it's not that hard of a jump it's at it's all really not um but Therian thinks that, you know, the hind is now trying to track Emil down and he basically wants to find this kid first. He mm-hmm. says that like the river queen might want to use his powers. Yeah. But he would at least be safe, like beneath, he would be unharmed and kept right. hidden from the hind, from the Asteri. So it's like, okay, yes, he might still be used, but like this could be the safest option for him. Right. Compared to, you know, the people that are actually hunting him to right. kill him. So I don't know. I don't know, but Bryce is just like, oh, child soldier, like, great. So she's just not seeing this as the best option. She's like, I I would want to find a better right. one. And so she wants to find him mm-hmm. first and I guess beat Therian. I don't know. I'm just like, well, let him find him and then like try to think of another solution during the interim, you know? But yeah, I don't that's, know. that's too rational. Seem in line with her. No. You said it's too rational. Uh, <laughs> so uh, mean. Um, so Therian does tell her, um, what Danica said that, you know, she told Sophie to go to a place where the weary souls find relief from their suffering. So I could see where bone quarter mm-hmm. is a good guess, but yep. he also was like, you know, would she send a kid there? Would mm-hmm. she send anybody there? Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's referring to a different place. But I have no idea I don't what either. place it could be. It's like that Akatar riddle all over again. I'm like, I'm sure it's so obvious. Right. But, but I I don't. I do I not don't know. Um, so Therian says he is gonna leave. He's gonna give them till tomorrow and he'll be back. Well, because Bryce is gonna have a chat with Fury and see if she uh, knows anything. Right. From Danica's perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, because Therian's like pushing her, he's like, call her now. And she's like, No, like Yeah. <laughs> like Calm back down, off, dude. Give it a day. Like, come back tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So then he leaves. And then Rune and Hunt, which it's always interesting when they agree on things, but they're both <laughs> like, we do not need to get involved in this. Like, this right. is a bad idea. Bryce back and off, Hunt. Back off, back off. Yeah. Stay out of this. Um. But it's like Ethan is kind of on Bryce's side. He's like, this is just mm-hmm. a kid. Like, we have to help him. But I think that's that canine instinct. Oh, yeah. That makes, made us cry in mm-hmm. CC1. Yeah. jumping in here too. oh yeah some... plus he's just lost everything he has no purpose right now right he's like yes this somebody needs very... saving i'm yeah. in like let Let's me go do it. let me save somebody <laughs> um and you know bryce is obviously agreeing with ethan on that but like hunt pushes and he's like is this really about finding the kid or is it about learning something new about danica and i think he hit the nail on the head like i think it's, it's like i think it's both i think it's like 95 percent about danica like five percent about the kid yeah well, and then we get this whole mental, like, monologue about, like, does Danica factor into it? Mm-hmm. Was I lied to again? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Sad. Yeah. 
Um, and also, so she was like reading, Therian like gave her a copy of all the things mm-hmm. and she was reading through some of Sophie and Emile's emails and just made me sad because it's like they were so normal talking about like sunball games mm-hmm. and I just like, it reminded me when in the prologue, Sophie mentioned that like she had a theater minor and it's like just wild to me that it's like these people had like a normal life life yeah before all this shit went down yeah and it hurts it's really crazy yeah so alas alas but bryson hunt like there is tension there yeah between them like he is i mean not on the same page no because he's just i mean he's thinking about everything that's happened to him like because of the asteri for like doing wrong in their eyes and he does not want to be back there and i don't blame him yeah and it's like Bryce is like, no, we have to do the right thing. And it's just there's there's he's like, tension. I've done what I thought was the right thing before. Right. And it's he's like he wants her to back down. And she's like, I need to think about it. But it's just like there is just like this this energy between them. that is like it, this is not normal no. for like Bryce and Hunt to be so such on different pages for something yeah. like this. It's not good tension. No, it's not. <laughs> um, But and it's I mean, like I've said this before. This is what we wanted from Hunt. We wanted Hunt to mm-hmm. prioritize her right. over a cause. Mm-hmm. So he's doing that. Right. Did he learn his lesson from CC1? Mm-hmm. But it's but then is it did he maybe learn the lesson a little too hard? Mm-hmm. And are they going to find a good middle ground maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but they each they need a minute to like collect themselves. Yeah. Like she goes she goes and gets ready and he's like, you know, showering and thinking and he's like literally shaking, <laughs> thinking about like how close this could bring them to the rebels. And, yeah. you know, he's just pissed at Therian, which I get for bringing yeah. all of this up to Bryce because he knows that she can't step down from it. Right. So um, and it just like it makes me sad. He said he couldn't let it happen again. If all of it had been for Bryce to get here, then it had happened so that he'd know when to walk away and keep her safe. What? <laughs> It's like a little bit of like alpha holy, but like so sweet, still sweet. I know. Um. All right. So now this crew is out in the living room. They've ordered pizza. Mm-hmm. Um. And Bryce and Rune have a mind to mind conversation. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. About Ethan. Yep. What'd you notice? Um. I. I think it's like interesting that. Bryce is she really has just it seems like she's forgiven him yeah just like you know kind of gotten over it and I I get it because it's like he says like Rune saying like he was a dick to you when you needed him most and she says I shut him out when he needed me most and so I think it's like her now realizing like yes he's been crappy these past years but like you you kind of started it like you abandoned him yeah like no he didn't have to be crappy to you after that he could have realized you were grieving too but like It, it was both of you. It was both. And I think she's realizing it wasn't just him. Yeah. And it, it's her. So it's like we can just agree to move on and just kind of start over. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like so, someone's got to make the first move. Right. So. I got on her, I guess. Good on, like, yeah. And yeah. also, I feel like she's very much realized, like, despite them being a lot of them being immortals. Mm-hmm. I think all of these folks being immortals. Yeah. Life is short. Mm-hmm. So. I think she also just misses him. I think so. Because it's like, I, I don't know if it's this chapter or the next chapter. She mentions how it's like, you know, she went to the library or to her job and she was like, I wish I was like Syrinx, like just hanging out with Ethan all day. Like yeah. I was jealous of Syrinx for getting to hang out with him. And I was like, she just, she just misses her friend. Yeah. Like he was her best friend besides Danica. I yeah. forget that. And she, he's also like the final connecting point back to all of them. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. feels feels. Um, but Rune is like really concerned about this being like a political scandal. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying like, Ethan will come stay with me. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. I still don't totally understand the logic of why it's okay. I mean, I get, cause he's like, you know, we can use him in the ox. He's like a special consultant yeah. kind of thing. So it's like, at least there's an excuse for him Whatever. being there. Whatever. It's, I'm like, couldn't Bryce just say the same thing? Well, she doesn't work for the Ox. I don't know. Something. But yeah. But so he's like offering and it's like a genuine offer too. It's not just like, oh yeah. I mean, if you have to get rid of him. He's such a good brother. He's the best brother. Um, So they have this conversation. Right. (laughs) And Ethan and Hunt are like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, (laughs) hello. Like, speak out loud, please. Yeah. It's just cracked me up. Um, Hunt says, some might consider it rude to have a silent conversation in front of other people. <laughs> and she's like, sorry, you're not magical special fae like us. And he's like, here we go. I was waiting for this to come. And it's just, despite that tension previously, there seems mm-hmm. to be a l- still have that. The banter. The fun little banter between them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Declan and Flynn come in, um, of course, because they basically stole um rune's fingerprints and his key and made copies so that they could get into the apartment i was like that that doesn't sound safe and secure no rune (laughs) goes you're really making me look good you two i just died (laughs) um yeah so ethan had started to ask bryce about like her ordeal but thankfully that got cut off because hunt just kind of starts asking rune about his ordeal and right avalon which i'm curious about yeah but like Bryce's ordeal is Lahaba. So right. like we're not talking about that. No, we're not. And like Hunt knows, like yeah. she doesn't want to talk about all this. Yeah. So we're not far enough removed from it yet. No. Still These boys have had quite a few years between their ordeal and them, right. so mm-hmm. but now we get to learn all about it. Yeah. Which I I don't know. In my head, it was worse than how it sounds, but I'm sure being in this situation was yeah. way more intense. But I just kind of thought there would be more to it than just like what it was i don't know i don't know so they went to uh so this so this is where we connect back to like the fae of avalon or mm-hmm. avalon or however you say it yep um he was actually there for a girl he was supposed <gasps> oh, to be seeking right. out like a potential bride and then and declan started bragging about rune being able to like get you. the star sword and like he you know 10 valbarn fair better than one avalon fay yes blah 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 it Males. became a whole yeah a male yeah pissing contest thing mm-hmm. and so rune and his crew mm-hmm. went in to go try to retrieve the star sword right per cormac's dad's orders right because he runs the avalon but then mm-hmm. cormac's dad sent cormac and his crew in to go kill them yes so allies ish ish uh but yes yeah, so they're in like this dark cave can't see anything and there's i guess like monsters and stuff yes. there so they're like all everybody's like fighting and it turned yes. like they all wound up Almost becoming allies because they're all trying to fight whatever the heck is in. They're just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Um, and Rune was basically without a weapon at this point, and the only thing left was the Star Sword. Yes. And it was like either attempt to grab that and die, or just die. So right. he's like, "Well, I'm gonna try," and he did. It worked. And so they were able to get free. Um, I think did they say that they were able to like stab Cormac or his people? I feel like I thought he did. Like, they had a whole him. battle. Yeah. Um, but basically like really showed them up and Cormac and his crew ran. Right. 
and totally embarrass mm-hmm. um, their dad. He, Rune gets to keep the star sword, and now they hate each other. Yes. Mortal enemies. Or not mortal. Immortal enemies. Immortal enemies. <laughs> Embarrassment is the worst thing that can happen to a man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that was our ordeal. They all survived. That's great. Hooray. Hooray. Um, there's one more moment where Bryce and Rune have a mental conversation. Mm-hmm. And it cracked me up. Um, so they like have this conversation. Ethan kind of is like jumping in and you can see he's getting along well. Rune says, might not be such a bad idea for him to come stay with us. And she says, you really want to be roomies with a wolf? And he says, better than an angel. And she goes, depends on what you're doing with that angel. And he goes, gross, Bryce. And I just, I that dying. felt like such a good brother-sister conversation. It was so funny. I just, I laughed out loud, like literally laughed yeah. out loud. So, anyhow. Um, let's see. I, I like how Flynn just like out of the blue is like looking at Ethan and he goes, you know, you're going to keep that tattoo on your neck? And I was like where did this come from like mm. i get it it's like you know the pack is like with amelie and sabine yeah. but I was like, this is so fresh i was like leave this poor guy alone <laughs> like he was literally just kicked out of his yeah. pack they don't they don't care but also like male energy i guess yeah um anything else you notice in this chapter yeah i thought it was funny declan um he asks like who is sleeping where in the apartment tonight and hunt just quickly goes i'm bunking with bryce (laughs) and i was just like okay he's still cranky about ethan the night before i know so i don't know i'm curious how everything is gonna unwind (laughs) unfold all the things yeah and also i just loved that last scene because it felt like a pizza party i know and then um i think it was when declan was like who's sleeping where tonight mm-hmm. at first i read it and i was like oh are they about to have a slumber party too? yeah <laughs> like well, is that what's happening? that's the vibe i got that everybody was crashing there well i wasn't sure if like rune and flynn and declan were crashing there or if they oh, were like know. that's what i was in- or if they were sensing like the tension oh, and made that quite- maybe i went back and forth i wasn't sure i think it could go either way i like the slumber party vibe, i like though. the slumber party vibe i was like too. oh are we gonna stay up all night theorizing and eating pizza and i like this telling stories it's a good energy it is okay chapter 13 last one <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're there uh bryce meets with fury and learns another secret of danica's oh i love fury and juniper so much yes. together they They're make sweet. me really happy. Yeah. Um. And then I'm just wondering, like, how everyone is going to get tangled up in this mess of yeah. Bryce's, like, how she's pressing so far forward. I was like, I feel like it's going to pull in. Like, her parents are going to get hurt. Like, yeah. everyone she knows is going to get sucked in and hurt with this. You have a lot of anxiety right now. I do. Mm. I don't. I don't like the lead up of bad stuff. Yeah. The, this is the worst for you. Yeah. I relish in it. I know. Ironically. Because <laughs> it's, it's not a real book. Or it's a real book. It's not real. Yeah. If it was real life, yeah. I'd be freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. But it's anyway. fantasy. <laughs> it's fantasy. So I love it. Um, okay. So I was dying. The way this chapter started, <laughs> I killed me. <laughs> so good. Hunt fucking Athelar. <sighs> Just that's his that is how we refer to him from here on out. Yes. It said Bryce barely slept. She was trying too hard to pretend that Hunt fucking Athlar was not sleeping beside her. The illusion was shattered every time she rolled over, got a face full of gray wings, and remembered that Hunt fucking Athlar was sleeping right beside her. <laughs> I was like, this is so well written. It is. So well written, SJM. So good. So, 
slept well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wake up the next morning and we get a call from mom. Miss mm-hmm. Ember calls mm-hmm. and she's, I, I just, I was dying because yeah. I've had so many of these types of conversations with my mother. Obviously I've not been like engaged to a foreign prince ever, but like that you get the call and you know what the call is about, mm-hmm. but you're not going to let on that. You know what the call is about. Yep. And you're going to see how they bring it up and you're like, Mm-hmm. how's this gonna go <laughs> i just i was cracking up bryce is being such a like classic daughter yes right now and ember is being such a classic mom mm-hmm. what'd you notice um well first off she is out there in barely a shirt oh yeah like her thong <laughs> is out and like ethan is just like looking at her okay. and hunt is like hunt is mad that she's like just no problem walking around like this and she's like well i can't pull my shirt down because that would like make it look obvious that i was aware right. of this so i'm just gonna keep flaunting it i was like i love you bryce i get I it love it um but i guess in regards to ember i love ember like just <laughs> just like the way that she's just like she's always trying to protect bryce and yeah. i so appreciate that yeah but sometimes she's a little too, like I get she had such a bad experience yeah but I feel like she's projecting it onto every single veneer out there and she it is. just like it kind of annoys me that she's so blinded by her own past that she can't like accept anybody else out there yeah as like a, a decent good person potentially I mean I know Cormac might not right. be a decent good person but she projects it on everyone right so but mm-hmm. I hear you and I agree yeah but also yes I think there could be some mm-hmm. learned wisdom yeah. from her experiences mm-hmm. that maybe she hasn't fully shared with Bryce yeah, or that Bryce is not registering. Mm-hmm. Cause if she thinks she can outsmart the autumn King mm-hmm. that, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I feel also like she's not entirely wrong in thinking that Bryce is playing this down. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, I think if Bryce was like, I'm aware, like, I'm, she does say she's aware, mm-hmm. but it's more like, I think if it was more like, yes, I agree, this is a bad situation. Yes, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, I'm taking your, you know, past into account. Yes, I'm talking to other people. Like, she's mm-hmm. not letting her into that at all. She so never I, does. I feel like she keeps Ember right. so far out out of the loop when it's like so i can see why her anxiety is so heightened right see i'm new mom empathy yeah right here that's but what's it's, happening and it's like i don't understand it's like she, if she knew ember was going to find out about the engagement why didn't she just tell her and yeah. just be done? like i feel like it's not i don't she doesn't real, handle her mom very well she doesn't and it's like so i get why ember acts the way that she does yes it's justified in how bryce reacts to her yeah it's not great but no. i have a little bit of empathy yeah so i'm like bryce i feel like you could be a little bit better to your mom yeah because like her trauma is valid mm-hmm. and she's just trying to like share that wisdom with you right and make sure you're taking it seriously mm-hmm. and you're not acting like you're taking it seriously so it's safe to un- like yeah it's safe to we- assume that you're not right the way i would interpret it yeah so a little bit of empathy yeah i don't love it but mm-hmm. a little bit of empathy yeah but the way that Ember starts this conversation killed me. Yeah. <laughs> she says, is this engagement some scheme to prompt Hunt to finally confess his love for you? It says Hunt choked on his coffee. Oh, God. Bryce was half tempted to pour the boiling coffee over her head and melt into nothing. <laughs> she put it on speakerphone. I know. I was like, that's all you, girl. Yeah. Well, I had a hilarious moment, like, just before that, where um, 
you know, Ember's mentioning that, like, a bunch of people, like, like, came up to her and, like, asked her about, like, when the wedding is. And Bryce is like, oh, like, you and Randall are renewing your vows? And I'm like, girl. Please. Come on. Fess up. Um, so let's see. So she's, she's trying to talk to Bryce. Bryce is kind of blowing it off. Mm-hmm. Um, she mentions how like Cormac kind of like ambushed her at one point mm-hmm. and this like perks hunts ears. He's like, the fuck you didn't tell me about that. Right. Um, but she's just trying to be like, it's fine. I've got it handled. Don't worry about it. She's mm-hmm. totally blowing her mom off. Yes. And uh-huh. she like explodes on her mom. Cause her mom's like pushing back. And she like, I does. get, I get the pushback. Like I get it a little bit, but she like, Goes off on Ember. I'm like, you kind of created a situation, Bryce. Yeah. Just a little bit. She was really rude. She says, you don't get a say in what I do or don't do. And if you're smart, you'll stay the hell out of this. You have no fucking idea what I've been through and faced and what I'm now dealing with. But let me tell you, the handling this bogus engagement is nothing compared to that. So drop it. Yeah. I'm like, Bryce, she doesn't know a lot of things because you don't tell her a lot of things. Right. It was just a very harsh like response to ember i feel it like what it was but what it tells me mm-hmm. is that bryce is probably internally freaking the fuck out and she doesn't know how to process it yeah 100 percent. because she's like stop talking about it yeah like she's just trying to ignore it and like pretend it's not happening and it's that's like what it feels like, which is what ember is getting at right you shouldn't be doing that right it's like maybe if you wanted to talk about it with like 10 people you might get good ideas about like how to actually handle it yes like me and Randall have good ideas. We're older. We've been through stuff. Like maybe yes. talk to us and we might help you. Right. Yeah. Cause she's not protecting them. No. They're like, they're involved. They've right. Been threatened. Yeah. And it's like, can you imagine somebody telling you about the wedding other than your daughter? Like I'd be pissed. I like be. Ember should be pissed at her. Honestly. I mean, yeah. like you created this situation, mm-hmm. but like, this is a, crazy thing she's going through yeah too. so it's like i, I understand all Both the sides, sides. Yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like this perfect nobody's wrong necessarily moment. but mm-hmm. maybe everybody's wrong maybe everybody's <laughs> wrong we'll go with that um but the way um this conversation ends you know i think ember tried one more time she says like i knew you bundled us off at the break of dawn for a reason i want to help you bryce like i think she's trying to be like mm-hmm. i'm not trying to get involved i'm trying to help you And Bryce goes, thanks for the guilt trip. And it's like, okay, now you're being a little catty. Yeah. But then Ember responds with a little bit of cattiness, but it did make me laugh where she goes, fine, we're still at your disposal. Should you need us, your highness? And it just, that one made me laugh a little bit. Yeah. But in a way, like she's actually acting like a spoiled princess. Yeah. In that moment. Mm -hmm. So she's not entirely off base. Mm -hmm. Anywho. Um, okay. So that phone call ends. Yes. And then Hunt is mad that she didn't tell him about Cormac stopping by, but she's like, um, I was interrupted by Celestina's call that you were like in jail. So your fault, your fault. Um, okay. So she has to head on out to work. She kind of like sees that she has an appointment. Mm -hmm. Um, and she gets herself together, heads on out. And I think it's funny that Ethan's just like doing pushups in the next room. Just like, all right, see ya. Bye mom. (laughs) Um, and her and Hunt kind of have a moment in the hall slash elevator mm-hmm. of like, why is there this tension? What is happening? Right. What did you notice? I, it's surprising that there's this tension. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of shocked. Like I get, and it's, you know, he's like, it's been awkward since like last night. And it is, this is the first time since we've met them that it's been awkward. Like yeah. they were like rude to each other in the beginning, but this is awkward. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It's like weird. I don't know. It reminds me of like when Josh and I 
first started like possibly like are we dating are we not dating and it was so awkward like we had our first kiss and we were still technically friends I think and then the next time we saw each other it was so uncomfortable like we had no idea what to do around each other and like this scene reminds me of that just like the they just like they they have all the sexual tension but they're trying to like remain like friends keep the boundaries up it's hard and it's it's there's no like great way to move past it. I think no. you just have to establish like, okay, we're either we're committing to each other yeah. or we're not. And like, well, we have to move past it. I think it's like a transition moment. Yeah. Cause it's, I think it's that mm-hmm. with this layered of like, okay, well not just how do we interact with each other, but how right. do we interact with these scenarios mm-hmm. and bad things and yeah. the fear of the Asteri. So it's not just like, like their relationship is not just like, hey what amount of like sexy time do we have right do we hold hands it's Mm -hmm. also like how do we handle these big ass issues that we disagree on like very quickly right so i think that's why it's so awkward yeah because they really haven't had time to like dive into their relationship either yeah so to face all this stuff so new while you're trying to figure that out right very hard Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm But I like that Hunt seems to, at this point, maybe after having stepped away from it a little bit, Mm -hmm. trying to be like, I see what you're saying about Emil. Mm -hmm. I want us to find a happy medium. Yeah. And I think that's right. That's what you got to do. Yeah. He's like, I want to talk about it, you know? So I like that neither of them are like closing themselves off to each other. They're like, let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. We'll figure something out that we're both okay with. Yeah. And that is goals. Mm -hmm. So 10 out of 10. Yeah. Let's see. So Bryce goes to the bar meets fear well it's not a bar it's a tea bar which i was so like, cute i love this um and i, I just like the fury drinks tea that just surprised me i figured her as like a black coffee kind of girl yeah but she's a chai latte kind of girl well i think she does say that she doesn't often come here i thought that was bryce oh that was bryce yeah ignore me you're good yeah because at first i thought it was fury too and i was like no no this is bryce i was like oh i feel that like bryce because bryce. bryce is a coffee girl yeah um but yeah so she meets fury june's there to say hi before practice Mm -hmm. um and it just made me sad we get a glimpse of like how much bryce truly wanted to be a dancer yeah and i was just like oh like i know she loves dance but i like just like get her like like i can't imagine if like i got to go to dance in the morning and like just (laughs) be like ready for practice and i was like oh poor bryce but also made me sad about why juniper is probably not a principal at the moment oh like that made me so mad like come on yeah so the actions from end of cc1 where she was trying to keep the you know uh shelters open for the correct amount of time Mm -hmm. and help people is being held against her yes because it was all the wealthy patrons were in like the shelter with her and she was trying to save the humans and they didn't care and she was like like she went toe to toe she was cursing at them yelling at them like yeah. And it's like, obviously, you're not concerned about your job in the moment. You're trying right. to save lives. Like, the whole world was about to end. Yeah. But it's like, now they can be petty because the world is safe again. Yeah. And it's like, it's safe thanks to my friend, but whatever. Sad. It's really sad. Um, Yeah. And it's like, she's gotten offers from, like, smaller dance companies. But she's like, no, I don't want, like, I want to be here. This is what I want. So, I, I feel really bad for Juniper. Yeah hard mm-hmm. so she goes um to practice mm-hmm. and fury and bryce are left alone and they start talking about why bryce called this right. meeting mm-hmm. 
What did you notice? Uh, more secrets about Danica. Yeah. Um, I like that there's not a ton of stuff that Fury knew about this. Like, I, yeah. I like that it was not just like, oh, yeah, of course Danica told me about, like, the synth and all the right. things. Like, this was at least a different secret that she was yeah. really sharing. So, like, I appreciated that at least a little bit. Yeah. Um. So Bryce lets Fury know about like Ethan. Well, apparently Fury already knew Ethan right, was I'm there. Like, How do you know <laughs> everything? So funny. Oh, she's amazing. She is. But okay, that especially comes up for me again in like two more minutes mm-hmm. because you know Bryce is like, is there anything else mm-hmm. Danica was keeping a secret in connection to all of this? She kind of gives her the the rundown. The rundown. And Fury is, like, so casual. She's like, the only other secret I knew about Danica was that she was a bloodhound. And you're like, okay. You're like, what's a bloodhound? Casual. But, like, what is a bloodhound? Mm-hmm. And apparently it is, um, she was able to scent bloodlines, the secrets in them. And you're like, what? How's, how is that a power? Like, what? That's a power, apparently. Ridiculous. And this this is where this Oh, yeah. Mind point. blown. Because she goes... I only knew about it because she confronted me when we first met. She scented me and wanted to understand. We sorted our shit out, but Danica knew something dangerous about me, and I knew something dangerous about her. What is it? Fury. What is Fury? What, what are you? What is Fury? I'm just like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, What is Fury? Okay, minor spoiler. We don't find out in CC2 what Fury is. No. So... What is Fury? What is Fury CC3? You better tell me because I do not find out in CC3. I need to know. Be so mad. Or wait, are there three or four books for CC? I thought it was just three. Three. Although I heard maybe that it's actually going to be six. What? I don't know. I thought I heard something about how like. She had signed on for like three more books. She signed on for three more books. I don't know. Either way, I better find out. But they might be like at some point in the Crescent City series. Tell me. You better tell me SJM. Um, I did think it was funny that she mentioned like Bryce brings up like that riddle and she's like, do you think it's the bone quarter? And Fury's like, no, like, right. Duh. It's way too obvious. It's not the bone quarter. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks for just making me well aware that no, yes. I'm wrong. I'm wrong with the only guess I had. Right. <laughs> but I think it's funny where Bryce is like, um, you never thought to tell me this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it like, it wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant. So, and I'm like, Fury is the person you want keeping your secrets. Oh, Yes. So yes, hundred percent. Oh, but the reason why being a bloodhound is so dangerous is because people will pay highly to use the gift and to kill anyone with it. Imagine being able to tell someone's true lineage, especially if that person is a politician or some royal whose parentage is in question. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh. I mean, it's a big deal when you like point out the fact that like you could clearly uncover like stuff you're not supposed to know. Yeah. Yeah. But she also says that it's a gift that comes from the sire's line. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she got this from her daddy. Who we know nothing about. Nothing. No. So. Is that going to come up later? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but this chapter kind of ends with, like, Fury asking if she really wants to get tangled up in all this dangerous stuff. And, you know, Bryce saying she does. And she just, she wants to know everything she can about Danica. And Fury asks... And what will you do once you learn the truth? And Bryce says, pray to Cthona that I can accept it, I guess. And mm. I'm just like, I don't know. Sometimes don't know. the truth is best left uncovered. I don't know, though. People know. have a lot of varying opinions on that. I know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm just like, I de- definitely I can tell the way this book is going. We're going to 
Bryce is going all in. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna find out what's going on. <laughs> we're going all in. Yes. Let's go. Um, all right. So next week mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about chapters fourteen through seventeen. Hmm. Mm. Um, what do you guys think about all of these truth bombs? Truth bombs. Let us know. And we'll talk next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.